From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. And I thank you for joining me here on the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Find the podcast there in Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can find it right there in the WDBO app. You can also check me out on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando, outside of Orlando. Stream us in the WDBO app. Well, the bleep show continues in the House of Representatives there on Capitol Hill. And at the time of the taping of this podcast, we still we still don't have a Speaker of the House. Those 20 or so Republican congressmen continue to hold out. And it's obvious by now that this has become personal for many of these congressmen. They do not want to see Kevin McCarthy get the speakership. So today on the Inez Says podcast, I go to Washington, D.C. to speak with Florida U.S. Representative Kat Kimak about Groundhog Day going on in the U.S. House this week. What are your thoughts about what has transpired there on the House floor over the last three or four days, Kat? Listen, I, I don't think that anyone is is happy right now. And and that, you know, is discouraging for the American people because they sent us here to get things done. They sent us here to secure the border, to to get the economy back on track, to really find out what happened in Afghanistan, to really you know, do the work that the American people have asked us for years to do. And now we have a majority, but we can't govern because before anything happens, we have to elect a speaker. So that is the hang up right now. Ninety one percent of the conference of the Republicans up here support Kevin McCarthy. The remaining nine uh, percent, they are torn between a variety of different people and it's not even so much that they support one person over the other it's that they just don't like kevin mccarthy Mm. and i would say about two-thirds of that group um they they have some policy things that they want to get done and that's well and good and that's actually something that we we've been working on we've been dealing with these negotiations for not just weeks but months and um then there's a very very small group of people that have a personal vendetta and I know that they have a personal vendetta because uh, just last night, one of them, they admitted uh, on Fox News, listen, I'm not going to ever support Kevin McCarthy, despite the fact that we got everything that we wanted. And uh, they, as of last night, have started working with the Democrats. And uh, there was some video and photos of, of them cutting deals with Ilhan Omar and folks like that. And um, so that's pretty frustrating. It's really frustrating when, as a conservative, we have really fought hard for these big wins, you know, getting things like 72 hours to read a bill and, you know, having single issue bills and a vote on term limits and a vote on a balanced budget amendment and really getting us back on track. That is frustrating because those are good things for the conference. doesn't matter who the speaker is, quite frankly. You could put Kevin McCarthy, Jim Jordan, or Mickey Mouse in there. The faces and personalities can change all the time, but they are governed and dictated to by that rules package. And so it's it's frustrating that there's some that are putting, you know, their personal vendettas before the needs of the country. Um, that's frustrating. But I will say that there is progress being made, and uh, I'm very optimistic that we will have a speaker, if not today, then this weekend. 
And uh, we'll be better for having gone through this and really debating the kind of Republican conference that we want to be. Well, be careful. You may get a Mickey Mouse vote before long there on the House floor. But <laughs> nonetheless, you, you were talking about Matt Gates, who who is the Never Kevin guy. Um, you have your three fellow Florida representatives among the 21 who are holding out. Gates is one of them. How do you feel about what your colleagues here in Florida are doing and in general what the Freedom Caucus is doing right now and in, in gumming up the works here? Well, I think it's important to note that this isn't the Freedom Caucus. So the Freedom Caucus overwhelmingly supports Kevin McCarthy. There's 44 people in the Freedom Caucus. And um, like I said, two thirds of them actually are voting for Kevin McCarthy. Um, Matt Gates isn't even a member of the Freedom Caucus. So um, that that I think is important to point out. Mm -hmm. The other part of it is, you know, my best friend in Congress is Byron Donalds. Mm -hmm. And he and I have had a lot of different conversations about this. And he supported Kevin in the first two rounds. And, um, you know, he said, listen, I think we got to, you know, break this logjam. And and we've been working on ways that we can get things moving ahead. And those are productive conversations. Byron's my friend. I have great respect for him. Nothing has changed as far as how I think about him. And, and I know that, you know, for Representative Luna, she's a total dynamo. And the things that she has asked for was, she didn't want uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund spending money in, in her race, and uh, she wanted a motion to vacate uh, by a single person. She's got both of those things. Mm-hmm. So at this point, um, I, I would hope that she would say, you know, listen, those were the things that I wanted, and I got those things, and now it's time to move forward and get to work. Um, at the end of the day, I think that we have to come together because just two weeks ago we witnessed – uh, $1.7 trillion being thrown on the backs of us, our kids, and our grandkids, and we weren't united. And people were screaming, why can't the Republicans unite? We need them to unite. Well, we need that now. We need Republicans to put the country before anything else and say, you know what, I don't care if I don't, if I don't like that person or, you know, I, I, I didn't get exactly what I wanted. We have to think bigger than that, and we've got to be the Reagan Republicans that say, you know what? Reagan said 80 percent means that you're a good and trusted friend, not a 20 percent traitor. And the fact that we're at 91 percent, I think that speaks volumes. And and as I've said, you know, I don't think that these are concessions. I think that this will make Kevin a better speaker. I think these wins fundamentally change how the swamp operates. Because my ultimate goal is to drain the swamp. Mm. And to do that, you have to have a rules package that makes it so that you are forced to do it. And that's exactly what this does. Now we just got to get past the personality conflicts and, uh, quite frankly, those that are using this to raise money off of it. And that's really sad when people are more concerned about their campaign coffers than they are, you know, getting to work on behalf of the people that sent them to Washington. But that's where we are. I still remain optimistic. And like I said, this debate, this discussion, it's long overdue. Now it's time to land the plane. We've got to get to work. Mm, it is time to land the plane. I talked with your colleague, Kat, uh, Mike Waltz, Congressman Mike Waltz, yesterday, and he predicted that cooler heads are going to prevail, and by the end of yeah. the week it'll be resolved. It seems that, at least right now, both sides are dug in here. Are, are you in the prediction business? And if so, what would it be? <laughs> no, you know, I, as I said, you know, I've been I've – been <laughs> In the thick of it and um, having conversations with with my friends that um, on both sides, you know, there's there's some that are saying, you know, I I won't support Kevin until we get this. And um, then there's others that are saying, you know, I'm supporting Kevin. But if 
the other side is going to hold hostage, you know, personal favors and, and hold out until they can get, you know, little favors and personal wins and things, then I'm not on board. So it's really a balancing act, right? And I agree with my colleague, Mike Waltz, you know, we need adults at the table, people with cool, calm heads that are really being thoughtful about this, because there is no army of one up here. And in talking with some, with some of my colleagues, particularly those that have objected to the McCarthy nomination, um, they're looking for an off ramp. They're looking for a way to move forward because they do believe in a constitutional republic and they want to get to work. I, I have no ill will towards them, and we have been negotiating in good faith. By and large, I would say 90 percent of that group has been very productive. Um, but like I said, you know, at some point you got to land the plane. Yeah. And um, if you're taking the position that it's never Kevin, no matter what, well, then they're going to hand this, this speakership over to Hakeem Jeffries. Um, who would be the most liberal progressive speaker of our time. And um, that that is getting dangerously close, as evidenced by the fact that that, that very small group of, of folks is now starting to cut deals. And they're being open about it. And I, I will say this, Scott, you know, I think this is really important. I want to see the swamp fundamentally transformed in how they do business and what we are actually able to do up here. And for so long, we said the swamp is all about the bathroom deals. I have encouraged my, my colleagues um, on both sides. I said, put these negotiations out in front for the world to mm -hmm. see. Let the American people see what you're asking for, because there have been personal favors asked, and then there are denials, and that's where I think the temperature starts to rise. So if you're serious about draining the swamp, don't do the, the same thing that you're accusing others of. Mm -hmm. Put those backroom deals that you're conducting, put them out for everyone to see and put them on display. Yeah. And I think that will start restoring some of the faith that the American people are lacking in this institution because we all know that the backroom deals and the smoke-filled rooms and all that stuff, that's been going on for years. Mm. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. You know, Don't become the thing that you're accusing others of. And so I've encouraged my folks, especially the 20 who have been holding out, do your negotiations in good faith and in the public eye. Because that way you can say you're not engaging the exact same behavior that you claim to be against. Hey, real quick, before I let you go, I listened to your comment the other day that you made uh, in the House. I thought the comment by you about Democrats having their popcorn and their blankets and their alcohol. Here it was, by the way. Here it is. But they want us divided. They want us to fight each other. That much has been made clear by the popcorn and blankets and alcohol that is coming over there. Oh, and all of a sudden you got ooh and ah going on there on the House floor. <laughs> Apparently some Democrats didn't take too kindly to those comments. Kat, you, you're getting some pushback up there, huh? <laughs> I know. It's almost like the Democrats don't, don't, don't care for, for a little bit of hint of truth. And it was a kind of funny because as I said that, uh, I saw one of my Democratic colleagues rip the blanket off and <laughs> shove it down in the chair in front of her. And, uh, and you know, a few of them came up to me afterwards and said, listen, you can't put me on blast like that. And I started, you know, just kind of chuckling. It's almost like there was a hint of truth in what I said, because if it wasn't true, I don't know why they would have been bothered by that so much. But, uh, no, it's uh, – it's a weird time in Washington, D.C., and um, like I said, the, the, the left is loving this because they have been 100 percent united in Hakeem Jeffries as their speaker choice. And that's really the greatest weapon that we have against the, the radical left agenda. It's unity. 
And that doesn't mean uniparty. That just means unity, where we as a conservative bloc move to take on the swamp and to push back against Chuck Schumer and to take on all of the failed policies of the Biden regime. These are the things that we have to do, but we can only do them if we're united. And so, you know, I, I, I mentioned in that same line and that same that same uh, clip that you played, mm-hmm. diversity of thought is a good thing. The discussions that we're having are healthy. Do I wish that we would have been able to have this all locked up and done before swearing in day? Absolutely. Did we start those talks months and months in advance? Absolutely we did. But I think people start to see, uh, you know, opportunities for personal gain and and they say, what else can I squeeze out of this deal? Mm. That's Mm. where we've got to get serious. And the people back home need to say, it's time to land the plane, folks. It's time to get to work. So I'm encouraged. I think we'll be better for it. And uh, I look forward to getting to work and doing the things that we've been sent here to do. Thanks to U.S. Congressman Kat Kemek for coming on the Inez Says podcast today. That will wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio each and every weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.